Hey friends, welcome to Real Stories of Life with God, a podcast with a pretty explanatory title, because that's what we're here for, a conversation with real people about their unique life with God. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Tell us a little bit about you. All right, well, I'm John T.Y. Smith, (laughs) married to Charlene. We have three boys and a grandson. I have been in Augusta since I was... Augusta area since I was six weeks old. Mm. <laughs> My dad was in the Air Force, and I was actually born in New Mexico. Oh, cool. Um, and we came here after six weeks. I've been here ever since. I'm paramedic with Go Cross. Uh, love doing that. I've been at Koki for probably 16 years mm. or so. I uh, grew up Roman Catholic, and there were there are a lot of Catholics in the Christian. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of Christians in the Catholic Church, <laughs> but I wasn't one of them. Mm. And didn't come to faith till I was 15. I uh, went to Westside for uh, high school, grew up in Richmond County, mm. and met a kid there who had transferred uh, from Westminster to Westside. Mm. And we kind of got to be friends, and he was asking me to go to youth group with him. And I kept blowing him off because, mm. you know, Catholics don't go to Protestant youth group things. So. <laughs> um, and finally, Chelsea, one day, I just told him I'd go just to get him to leave me alone. Right. And so one Friday night, I went and... I don't even remember who spoke now, but a guy shared his journey to faith. Mm. And I thought, man, this is what I need. Wow. This is what I'm looking for. And and I didn't tell him, but I couldn't wait to go back the next Friday. And for those of you in podcast land, you can't see me, but I'm <laughs> like 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> and at that time, I weighed 120 pounds, maybe. So the guy that shared that night is big, 6'2", 300-pound Forrester, just a mountain of a man, solid as a rock, and shared his testimony and, and said, if anybody you know, wants to know more about Jesus, I'd be glad to talk to you. So I'm little old skinny me, walks up to this great big guy, and the room was crowded. It was so noisy, we couldn't hear each other talk. So we went in a bathroom, <laughs> and uh, he talked with me again, and we prayed together, and I became a Christian in a bathroom when I was 15 <laughs> years amazing. old. amazing. Yeah. So, it can yeah. happen anytime, anytime, any anywhere. person, yeah, yeah anytime, anywhere. So that's kind of it for me. Um, grew up in a healthcare kind of family. My fa- mm-hmm. my grandfather was a hospital administrator. My grandmother was a public health nurse. My dad was a person agent at a, a food company. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't really get into EMS till late in life. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I was fifty actually, and went wow. back to school and got my EMT, wow. and then a few years later got my paramedic. What so I, what sparked? Do you have a like a? Could you can you think of a moment or like a catalyst or something that happened? They're like, this is what I want to about face. I want to do something totally different. Well, yeah, we were. Um, I just had always been interested in healthcare, mm-hmm. like I said, and just always interested and wanted to be involved. And our kids were grown, and Charlene and I had our own business at that time. The economy had kind of gone south mm-hmm. a little bit, and healthcare was very expensive. Health insurance, and I thought, you know, I need to do something to get some health insurance. And so we talked about it, prayed about it, and I went to Gus Tech and went to EMT school. Nice. Because on an ambulance, you work for 24 hours and you're off for 48. Okay. And so we, we had our own business at the time, as I said. And so I could work on the ambulance and still have two days to do my other stuff. Right, You work right. eight or nine days a month mm-hmm. on the ambulance. Wow. And so I had a full-time job with pay and benefits and vacation and still was doing my other work right. as well it worked really well it did it was, it was perfect uh-huh. i mean god was just so gracious to do that and loved it and that's when i went and got my paramedic cool. and kind of went on from there so very cool yeah 
God orchestrated all that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we kind of talked about, Steve and I have talked about uh, for such a time as this, mm-hmm. you know, because I was going to Koki and Adam Scott was out there. He's a dentist doctor. And mm-hmm. we got to work with the COVID stuff at church and kind of setting yeah. some protocols and working yeah. through that. And you now we're developing this medical and safety team and have been able to be involved in that. And it's all because of where God's taken me in my life. Right. You know, it's nothing that I can say that I did. It's all where God took me. And, I, you know, I, I like to think of a tapestry. Mm. You ever looked at the back of a tapestry? Mm. It's a pretty, mess. It's pretty messy. <laughs> you know, but the front is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and it wasn't an easy road to be in, to going to paramedic school and EMT school. And, and as I said, you know, the economy had tanked. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was, wasn't like, you know, things were just all rosy, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise I would have been looking for something mm-hmm. full-time with benefits. And, mm-hmm. But God used all that yeah, um, cool. amazingly, actually, and thankfully. That's super cool. So two of my questions kind of originated in um, a passage in Matthew 22. Jesus is asked, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. My first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? For me, it's it's being outside. It's nature. It's mm-hmm. being quiet and, and listening to the wind mm-hmm. blow through the leaves and the birds sing and crickets chirp and frogs and, and just the different colors mm-hmm. and the shapes of the trees and the different birds and all that. And I just, I think about Romans where we're really without excuse because mm-hmm. what can be known about God, he's made plainly known. Mm-hmm. And and that's in the, the quietness and the beauty of nature. Mm-hmm. And I remember one um, one service we had at Oak Coyote, um, Easter sunrise service. Mm-hmm. It's great. So we're down and, and you know, we're outside and it's early in the morning and Steve's giving the sermon and he stopped. And we just listened to the sounds. And Jesus and uh, Steve said, they knew that Jesus had risen. Um, and that stuck with me all these years. Uh, and, and, you know, you think about creation groaning and, and all that. And that's that's what does it for me, that just to being quiet and just looking at what God has done. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, habit or rhythm where you're like, you know, for my, my soul's health, I try and do it every week. You know, I try and spend... You know, I try or every day, you know, something I try to take a walk or I try to sit outside, you know, like or it might just be a, as we go any day, any moment. Yeah, I do. Um, Charlene loves to go to exercise and she <laughs> goes down to the croc center and she's got a group of ladies that she exercises nice. with and usually doesn't get home till seven o'clock or so. Well, I'm usually home from work by about six. So I'll go sit outside on the deck. Mm-hmm. Me and Tucker, our 12 <laughs> year old black lab, we go sit out on the deck and just have some quiet time mm-hmm. and. You know, I might be thinking about something. I might not. I'm mm-hmm. just just sitting and enjoying being outside and listening. We live in a circle, so we don't have a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Doesn't interfere with the mm-hmm. nature. We don't have the noise. And I walk in the mornings. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a morning person. I'm mm-hmm. not a not a night person at all. <laughs> and so, four thirty five o'clock in the morning, I'm out for a walk. Mm-hmm. And that's I try to do that three four days a week. And that's kind of that's a prayer time for mm-hmm. me. There's hardly anybody else moving. Again, we live in a circle. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a lot of traffic, so I get to be quiet and and pray as I walk. And mm-hmm. and Lord and I just talk. And um, you know, you hear people talking about that still small voice. And and there's occasionally I'll hear him say something mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I will ask a question and he answers me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so those those are my two. Yeah. yeah. I, and when we had kids, could I have done that? Absolutely not. You know, but as you said, this station of life, mm-hmm. that, that works for me. Mm-hmm. 
I, as I'm listening, and I'm hoping others that are listening, is I feel like today is even harder to get, like you have to intentionally get in a quiet place. Right. Whether right. you want to call it our cell phones or entertainment or news, TV, anything. It's just a very noisy time to be alive, yeah. which maybe everyone would say that because every every generation has had their own thing. Right. Even if it wasn't an iPhone, it was something else, right. you know. They got Everybody's, the telephone. They got right. the newspaper. Everybody's had their own thing. It it is a it takes a lot of effort to get from point A to point B to get from that noise to that quiet. But the benefits and the reward are kind of unmatched. Oh yeah, they're huge. <laughs> they're they're huge. And I need that time too, not only for my own spiritual mm-hmm. life, but just being an EMS, being a paramedic. I kind of do more administrative stuff now, but I'm still involved with with the day to day, and you know, you, you see things and you do things, and you kind of see the worst in humanity at times, mm-hmm. but you also see the best, mm-hmm. and it's kind of need some quiet time just to work through that mm-hmm. too. So it, it works out very well. Yeah, sweet, sweet. Okay. On the other hand, is there anything that currently stifles your love for God? For me, it's not practicing the faith. Um, it's not busyness. I mean, you can be busy and still... I love C.S. Lewis. Um, and he, he talks a lot in various ways about practicing the faith. Quiet time. Sacraments. Mm-hmm. Going to church. You know, not forsaking the fellowship together. And if I don't do that, then I start to struggle. Mm-hmm. I, I get I have kind of a short temper, believe it or not. And and I get snippy, and that's not good. And I, early in my Christian life, I, I heard a story of a, and whether it's true or not, you know, it was a good story, of a farmer who lived out in the country, and, and he would go to church you know, on Sunday, the preacher would ride through, and he quit coming. And the farmer got visited by the preacher a couple of times, and, you know, oh, I'll come, I'll be there, you know, and he never showed up. <laughs> so one winter night, the pastor rode out, didn't say anything, knocked on the door, came in. They sat quietly, fire burning in the fireplace. And the preacher got up and got the tongs and took an ember out and set it on the hearth outside of the coal. Mm-hmm. Sat back on the chair and just sat there with this farmer watching while it grew darker and went out. Mm-hmm. pastor got up and left. Next Sunday, farmer's in church. You know, So if I don't make mm-hmm. the time to spend the time with God to to come to church, mm-hmm. to fellowship with others, to practice the faith, to, you know, to recite the Lord's Prayer or the Apostles' Creed or remember mm-hmm. those truths, mm-hmm. then I start getting, I get dull. Mm. What is that? I can't remember who says it. Wes Dant quotes, him all, quotes it all the time about how valuable it is to preach the gospel to yourself every day. Right. You almost, um, if you think it's just going to haphazardly happen, Mm-mm. It's really not. It does. T- like, I like the word practice. Can you use the word practice? Um, it's not perfecting it. It's not performing it. It's, it's practicing. practicing it. When I first wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. I tell the Lord good morning. I love that. And um, try not to let everything that's going to need to go on that day be my first thought. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to push that out and just a few minutes of, of just. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate the morning. Mm. You know, good morning. Mm. Just to start the day like that makes a huge difference for me. Um, if I get up and start thinking about all this kind of stuff and I'm really not focusing 
on the Lord, then I, I can get sideways. Mm-hmm. We have a, um, I can totally relate to that. We have a quote, by Dallas Willard taped, that's been taped up on the fridge for about a year and a half. And the first line is the first and most basic thing we can do to care for our souls is to be, keep the Lord on our minds, to be thinking about the Lord. Right. And I love how simple that is, but how transformative that is, you know, because I'm naturally going to be caught up in different things, but just to reorient, even just my mind, just to think about him throughout the day. True. Does a lot. It does. does well, lot. we're redeemed, but we're not, we still have a sin nature. Right. You know, we're still selfish in some mm-hmm. ways, and it's easy to be distracted. Mm-hmm. And it is practicing the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. My next question is a fill in the blank. The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. This is going to sound a little strange, but my two favorite words in Scripture are but God. And so the truth that God is but God (laughs) means everything to me. Mm. Um, You know, if God isn't God, what's the point? Mm. And but God, I would still not be a Christian. Um, would not have met and married Charlene, uh, wouldn't have the children we have, mm-hmm. wouldn't have the friends we have, um, wouldn't have the career that I have. I mean, all of that is but God. Every time you find those two words together in Scripture, God has done something amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Christian life's not complicated. You know, we talk about EMS. Well, you know, air goes in and out, blood goes round and round. You fix that if it's not if that's what, not what it's doing. You know, mm-hmm. air, that's what it is. Air goes round and round, and I mean, air goes in and out, blood goes round mm-hmm. and round. And but God, yeah. And I think you phrased it: um, if God isn't God, then doesn't matter. You know, right. there's something about what's the point? Right, right. There's something about that I think is really helpful is allowing God to be God or treating him as God and not as something that I'm creating myself, like an image of him. Right. It's like the more we yeah. practice the faith, right? The more right. we study, the more we learn about the nature of God, who he is apart from me, God being who he is should inform and influence and challenge me and inspire me in my life as opposed to a God that, I'm forming by my feelings or by my fears or something like that. Right. So I guess what you want him to do or be right. Right. So maybe there's something in, in what you're saying that he is a, a, but God, God, and that changes everything. And so for me to operate from that gratitude, from that faith, from that trusting, from that obedient mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. keeps me on the path with him. That's abundant life. Right. In all kind of areas. Right. Hmm. Right. It kind of it puts everything in perspective. Yeah. You know, we think we're all that. But but God mm-hmm. has made us all that. I mean, we're his children mm-hmm. now. You know, we've no merit of our own, no mm-hmm. reason. But God chose us. Mm-hmm. You know, when anything I did, it wasn't because I'm so good looking or right. handsome <laughs> or athletic or it was just purely but God. And there's like an for everything there's a but God, you know, there's a but God. Right. Whether yeah. it's positive or negative, whether what I'm dealing with is really heavy and hard 
but God is this way and he promises to be this for me or whether I th- I'm wrestling through pride, but God is God and I should humble myself. You know, like there's, I, I really kind of like that phrase as kind of a realigning truth for myself. Yeah, <laughs> you got on the bracelet. Yes, yeah. so true. That's a little daily reminder for me. I yeah. have a little, little leather bracelet with the says, but God Yes, on it. I think it's great. Um, yeah, you know, you think back, and, you, and I'm a little older than you, so, <laughs> you know, I can see some of the but gods in my past, and there's going to be but gods in the future, mm-hmm. too. I mean, I could have turned out to be a juvenile delinquent. I mean, really, mm-hmm. uh, my father and I were not close, and I had two wonderful grandfathers who raised me, and Charlene and I have talked often about, boy, if it hadn't been for them, mm. you know, but God put them in my life. So, and they were both believers, you know, so, but God. Yeah. I think it's a really sweet, good posture to live in. Uh, I like mind and heart fixed on the, yes, this is true in my life. This is the state I find myself in. This is the circumstances around me, but God is blank. Yeah. And I wish I could say I did that all day, every day. Right. You know, practice. I'm still practicing. Practice. <laughs> and I remind, I have to remind myself, mm-hmm. you know, but God. So true. That's good. My last question is, what is something you're looking forward to? Well, our grandson is six and uh, he's been fun. He since lives here? He was born. He lives here. Okay. I'm looking forward to, to spending some time with him. And fortunately, they do live here and we mm-hmm. see them quite a bit. Um I want to be a grandfather to him like my grandfathers mm-hmm. were to me. And just loving him, spending time mm-hmm. with him, sharing with him, uh, showing him nature, mm-hmm. you know, how you can see God in nature and then let God work in him as he will. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other things I'm looking forward to, mm-hmm. too, but I, that's probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. is just being able to be there with him. And, you know, as y'all get older and, and your dad may or may not, but, you know, I look back at mistakes I made with my kids and um, things I wished I'd done differently. And grandchildren are a chance to, to redeem some of that mm-hmm. and and do differently with mm-hmm. them. And it's different with grandchildren because they're, they're not your responsibility. Right. You know, the relationship's a little different. Relationship is different. You know, I, I'm, yeah. And I'm not young and working hard <laughs> like I was then and, and young families, you know, it's it's just a different dynamic, mm-hmm. and I, and God's done that, mm-hmm. and so I want to be able to take advantage of that, yeah, and and be a good granddad. That's super cool. Well, I really appreciate you a lot. Well, Thank thanks for, for having me over. Time. I'm glad That's to great. do it. Yeah. Listening, friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you so much. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith cheered, refreshed, or strengthened. Until next time. Thank you.